You're watching the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast with Matt and Rich. Welcome back to episode 27 of the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast. I am Mr. Wright and this is the shameful do not trade Jacob Chikrin sign himself. Richie, why don't you go ahead and bring that out here, buddy? Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Don't trade yeah. Jacob. It's Have all I backwards. changed your mind yet? It's all backwards. Uh, I, for the person that told me to change this, the thing, I still haven't found how to flip my camera. I'm sorry. Um, as for changing my mind, uh, no. <laughs> I still don't what want do him traded. I, all right, all right. <laughs> A lot of people are going to hate on me for this because they're going to be like, he shouldn't have publicly stated what he stated. I know it's going to get him traded, but at the same time, he ain't wrong. He ain't lying. He's not like, F this organization. He's telling the true true, okay? I'm sorry, true, but it's true don't true. Don't say that again. Don't, no. Don't I'm, ever. You're like, you're I'm like 37 the years old. You're not, you're wow. not young enough. 37. Or... Okay. <laughs> All right, Matt. If I'm 37, anyway. you got the back of a 50-year-old, okay? Back of From a 60-year-old, carrying... actually. You're you're not carrying this podcast hard enough, my guy. My guy, listen, I'm I'm doing all the trash talking on Twitter, <laughs> getting people to just stumble across us because they'll read my bio and be like, "Who's this idiot?" Anyway, yep. So we got a couple of topics to talk about. We get to bring back the bully Richie segment because I absolutely love bullying Richie. Over of course. Here, but, um, episode twenty-seven, Tepo Numenen. I, I we really should plan these out, like actually plan it out to be like, oh hey, we should do a special little like you know couple minute um. thing for for the players or whatever, and tie it in. Nah. We're, we're nah. going to keep this nice and low budget, baby. I mean, I'm surprised I got this nice little light here that, that only yeah watching. Can you see what I just... I just yeah, you're there. looking more lit. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't as, that what the kids the say? As the children say nowadays. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. 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 But no, I, uh, hopefully I'm going for more of the uh, generic family vlog look because you can actually see me a little better and it's not going to be as pixely as usual. So, you know... Things, things are going good. Uh, let's just jump into anything nice or important you want to talk about. I know you showed nice. me that pretty good footage. Uh, I don't know if you ever want to like show that off on the pod, but you showed some pretty nice footage for some of the oh. stuff you're doing. <laughs> yeah, there, there's. Uh, I showed him some of my work stuff. I'm going to keep that separate for now. Uh, I mean, if you really want to find my business, you can find it. It's not that hard. But, uh, yeah, it's just some of the work that we've been doing for our business. We made a mock-up of a essentially dramatic scene we were trying to go for um what we do is we take like popular scenes from movies and try to recreate them so we have one scene that i haven't shown matt about um the new dark knight and how it was very watery there's a lot of rain there's a lot of texture and stuff like that and we recreated that uh some scenes from that using our car in our driveway uh the most recent one that i showed matt was uh an inspiration from the joker so after joker had Spoiler, I mean, it's it's this old. I'm sorry, if you haven't seen it, you, you deserve to be spoiled. But it's after the Joker kills his mom, and he's, like, walking around in his apartment, and there's, like, a lot of dr- drama, a lot of dramatic... Oh, my goodness, words are hard. There's a lot of drama and, like, dramatics that are going on in the scenes. We were trying to mimic that, and that that's what that shot was that I was showing you. How did you get Andrew Garfield? Or at least discounting <laughs> Andrew Garfield to be in it. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an actor that we found. Uh, we're good friends with him and his girlfriend. Uh, they're a great couple. They're a lot of fun, and they do crazy stuff. So that shot 
that you just saw was at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we showed up at to the at their apartment <laughs> at like eleven and set up and 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 shot and they're like cool with it. They're just like yeah, whatever. Like let's let's do it. So that was uh, what we were going for. I guess actors really don't do the nine to five stuff, do they? No, 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 not really. Uh, on uh, let's see, other positive notes tomorrow. Uh, this is once again being shot on a Saturday. Will be uploaded Sunday. Uh, tomorrow I will be in Disneyland. I'm going to Disneyland, uh, so that is a lot of fun. I'll say, hopefully. Uh, I just I haven't been there since I was like eight years old, so I'm curious to know how bad the wait times are going to be because I've heard that they like pack the damn park nowadays and it's like kind of a mess but uh we'll see I, i'm hoping for good things if you like but, star wars as soon as the park opens just beeline for it yeah that's what i've heard i've heard like immediately go for like parades or whatever like me and my brother-in-law we, we managed it within like the span of an hour we got on like four or five rides whenever any parades or light shows whatever they, they do start happening beeline over to space mountain and just like do your rotation around for some of the more popular rides because a lot of people want to watch these stupid parades for some reason. Take yeah. advantage of that because yeah. shorter lines, you can get on the I've, most popular rides. I've I've never understood the liking for parades. I feel like they're like unless it's like a Stanley Cup or a championship or something like that, and you're like, I get to see player climb the hill and win it, right? Win it all. Like, a parade doesn't make sense to me. Or, like, a cool parade, maybe, I guess. There's, like, light parades, like, light show parades. Those are those are kind of interesting. But, like, people walking down a corridor, I'm like, whoop, random person, random person. Uh, but I think that's it for positive stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, not much going on in my life this week. What about yourself? Oh, well, I got bored on payday, so I just got done opening a $80 box of Digimon cards because what else am I going to do? I'm testing out the new lighting, testing out this new little little body cam I got, or body mic, excuse me. So uh, we're improving the show ever so slightly, thanks to my wife for that. Uh, she, I was like, hey, can you give me a lighting kit? Because she, she has an Amazon account. I refuse to get an Amazon account again. And then she's like, oh, let's get this little personal mic and throw it in there. Why not? I, I didn't complain about that. And then... um. I have myself a little tour. I, I'm going to be as vague as possible here uh, because I think I was offered employment. Okay. And uh, I'm still waiting on some confirmations and, uh, hey, you're starting this day. But I got to see the Mullet Arena. I got to do a full tour. I was standing right at, at Josh Stone's locker and everything. Got to oh. check out the view from the roof and see what the annex looks like. Fun fact, actually. Because the uh, the away locker rooms are not designated for NCAA, the visiting yeah. teams can use them. But like, the, the Coyotes can't use it. But I, yeah. I thought that was really, really interesting. There's a lot of standing room. The, the student section on the uh, west end. It's so weird. I'm used to the Keeler River Arena pointing north, south, east, and west, and the south ends where the Zamboni tunnel's at. But, yeah. you know, it's a beautiful arena. And I just got, like, such... Like I it just hyped the entire time. Such a giddy little like kid feeling uh, yeah. running around that place. And it's it's gonna be a phenomenal place to watch hockey and uh, Awesome. I'm I, I need to get a I need to get a coyotes ticket. I don't care what game. I'm I'm gonna be there at least one game. Yeah. I'm curious, you'll have to let us know if you get an NDA signed and you can't talk about the arena anymore or something if you do start working there. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to read over that stuff. But my longer term plan really is use that as a jumping off point to try to get in, like with the university. Because if AZ Sports guy doesn't work, I have to have an actual career prospect. I'm on I'm on the wrong side, getting close to thirty, so I should probably have yep. an actual big boy career lined up if, if everything goes according. So for once, I'm making responsible decisions. And since no one watches my podcast, no one's that's in charge of hiring is going to be watching. But yeah, no. So uh, I the the two logos is also really cool to see. Okay, I remember ASU. Uh, most recently on Twitter showed the arena off and uh, they showed that it was one logo at center ice. And then obviously we got confirmation that there were going to be two logos split. Uh, So when you went, uh, there was the two logos. Yes, sir. And uh, thankfully, thank God Craig Morgan clarified on it because I wouldn't have been allowed (laughs) to say anything if it wasn't for that. But uh, pretty much ASU, they wanted for, you know, their alumni for their team uh, they wanted just the pitchfork and center ice for the first couple of home games, and because the Coyotes are on the road for the first however many, uh, it yeah, just made for sense. A while. So it's just obviously the the two logos are already there. You saw it in the leaked pictures, and they just put a couple layers of ice over it. They white it out and put the new logo on top of it. So it's, oh, that's all it is, and it'll just movie it'll magic in a couple of weeks. <laughs> movie magic, I see. I also learned that from Sheila River Arena. So, oh, okay. yeah, again, covering my butt, not wanting to talk about <laughs> anything that I do not know if I should be talking about. So only stuff that like Craig Morgan's reported. The two logos, that picture came out a couple of days ago and Craig Morgan was talking about it. And then I know the they cover up the logos and whatnot for like Like It's pretty standard if you're going to do temporary logos or... I think they actually do that for like the face-off stuff and then after a while they'll go carve it out and just put the regular... like white layer over it and put the ice back on top of it but gotcha it's pretty similar similar thing around all right that's the positive note i will say before we get into dumping on on richie day here uh <laughs> make sure to like subscribe follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on because if you got this far you might as well just commit all the way i mean if you're if you're if you're looking for coyotes podcast all right Look no further, all right? You got us, and that's all you need. We don't charge you per month like PHNX. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> Be nice. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Be those nice. guys. I actually have nothing against PHNX. I just like trying to make us look that little bit better so that we can get a couple extra subscribers. Anyway, Bully Richie Day. Let's get back to right. Bully Richie. I love Bully Richie. So We're looking at a backwards camera that says, don't <laughs> trade Jacob Chikrin, change my mind. All right. So uh, I hope I said on this podcast, I think I did, but I also know I, I talked about it on AZ Sports Guy. My view on this was if you can repair the relationship and get Chikrin on board with the rebuild and talk him into it, great, keep him then I would completely agree there's no reason to trade him. Yeah. But given the kind of competitor he is, given the interview he, he did with Craig Morgan at the end of last season, and we talked about it on, on the podcast, I'm like, all I'm hearing is I want out. All I'm hearing is a trade is, is happening, or the, he wants a trade, he wants out of Arizona. And not because he hates the market, he hasn't trash-talked the market, hasn't trash-talked the fans, he's just talking about the situation. Because realistically speaking, when he signed that contract under John Chica. They were supposed to be coming out of a rebuild. They're supposed to be a playoff contender and building on this roster. You saw that, you know, acquiring Kessel, acquiring Hall. But then when all that just fell through, 
You know, he, he didn't see that coming. So now we're going through another rebuild. It makes perfect sense. Get what you can for him. Move on from him. I got no hard feelings against him. And I, I think his comments were, honestly, as, as probably as respectful and honest as it gets. Because he's like, you know, they approached me. And, uh, I, I, you know, after a conversation with my family, I've decided I'm going to take him up on the offer because they approached him twice. Two more reasons to trade Jacob Chickard, by the way, Richie. And, yes. Uh, honestly, I just, I really wish he would have got that trade at the deadline because I feel like his value would have been higher. Because at this point, now that we've had two full summers of him being on the market, quote-unquote, two full seasons, two years, we also have him publicly saying, yeah, the Coyotes are interested in trading me, meaning I am on the block. Now he's publicly said he does want out of Arizona. That mm-hmm. takes a hit to the value, regardless. If it was yeah. two firsts before, now it's a first and a second. And it does kind of suck, but at the same time, nobody was budging on that original asking price. And technically, he's not even cleared to shoot pucks yet at per Craig Morgan. So that could also be a reason why, because he got injured again and wasn't cleared yet. So you don't want to acquire someone while they're injured. Could be completely the case. As soon as he's cleared, he could move for three firsts and... Connor McDavid, for all I know, that's not happening. But he, he could move for a high price, yeah. and it, I wouldn't be surprised. But just saying, even though that, that could be a factor, I think just the, the value has gone down regardless. So expect like a good prospect, a first, a second, and probably a cap dump for an additional asset. Do you think that he gets booed on opening night? I hope not. I, if he's still on the he team? He might. It, it's 50-50 because... We're seeing it with Jay Crowder right now. Uh, he made that tweet where he's like, oh, you know, 99 is not going to be at training camp. This is the Phoenix Suns, by the way. And you're seeing a handful of, uh, not a handful, a lot of Suns fans, like, trashing him. And the thing is, like, what the, the tweet was cringe. Like, I, I don't mind, like, you know, you know, clowning on him a little bit for it. But, like, the actual, the, the couple of years he's been here has been a good player. So it's like, you know, hey, if you want to move on, that's fine. Get a trade partner and move on. It's best for both teams. Cam Johnson's coming up anyway. So with Chikrin, at least he's being honest. At least he's been working with the organization. He didn't throw a fit and demand the trade. They came to him. They said, hey, yep. we just know, we know what kind of person you are. Like, do you want to? Meaning, he probably, even if he would not have re-signed, even if he would have just played out his contract and kept his head down, he might have just came to work, did his job, and still been a professional about it. And that is something I, I have to respect. So I, I hope he doesn't get booed. But... So a lot of the Twitter accounts that were like, "Oh, don't trade him," are even now saying trade him. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some hurt feelings. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some Coyotes fans that boo. I just I hope it doesn't happen, and I I don't really think it will. I don't think so either, because he didn't burn the team, right? It wasn't like this organization sucks. I don't like it here. Uh, I've never liked it here. I want to go to a competitor. Like, he he didn't come in, like, burning the bridge. He was on it. It was brash, but it was honest, right? It was, I want to go play for a contender. Um, And I was approached by the team about this even before. Remember, it's not like he said, I want out. And the team was like, all right, why do you want out? It was... This was, remember, they asked him when he was showing off these new white jerseys last year, right? Before the season had started. That according to what he said, it was the season prior, right when they began, and the, the team or Bill Armstrong came to him and said, Do you want out? Right? And then once he made that decision of saying yes, because 
obviously, kind of everybody's gone. All of his friends are gone, right? It's kind of hard to... It's a very emotional thing, but it's true. Like, when you're young and you come into a team for the first time, seeing those guys that you began to grow with, like Christian Dvorak, like Connor Garland, like, you know, all the young guys that have been traded out of this organization, I wouldn't blame him for feeling a little upset about that. It's just the truth. People are human. And... Sorry, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. And, you know, coming forward and saying, yes, I do... At least he's honest about it, right? He could have been, you know, Johnny Gaudreau, John Tavares. He could have been one of these guys. Oh, yeah, I want to stay here. I want to be here forever. And then dip and we get nothing. So at least he's being truthful and he's like, no, I don't see myself on this team in the future. He's being honest about it. I would prefer like you're talking about. Keep it private. Keep your head down. You don't need to make this public. If the general manager knows that you want out, they're going to try to get you out. And I know it's frustrating that you didn't get traded at the deadline, but we're not trading you for pennies on the dollar. It's not going to happen. Sorry, Ottawa fans. As much as you want to give us your garbage for him, it's not going to happen. Um, well, we sure ain't getting Shane Pinto now. I mean, we, we weren't getting him to begin with, but we sure as hell ain't getting no Shane Pinto now. <laughs> well, dude, like... I don't know how, like, if you're going to want, if you're Ottawa fans, and you're going to want Jacob Chikrin, you have to give us something. And I'm not stupid. Look at that Ottawa team. Look at that prospect pipeline. They have an embarrassment of riches. Embarrassment of young, really high-end skill. And we've we've known this for decades, right? I mean, Pierre Dorian's been there for how long? Over a decade? That guy is a mastermind at the draft. He is unreal at finding value in those drafts. And if you don't know this, go look at his history. He is unreal. And he's done it again. He's restocked the cupboards with great assets. And if you're Ottawa, you got unreal deals all offseason. Unreal deals, getting to Brinkat, right? Pulling in like a bunch of players, free agents, things like that. You have finally taken that step forward to at least compete. It's not going to say that they're going to go deep or whatever, but at least compete. If you're in I want to win now mode, you have to give up something. I'm not saying that you have to give up the most prized possession, but you have to give up something. And especially if you want us to take. Uh, was it Zaitsev? I also want a decent asset in return yeah. for taking the cap dump. That, yeah. All I'm saying. I did have one, though. It was on uh, my, my channel. Hey, wouldn't it make sense if you want to make room for Matthews you know, to trade his trigger? And I'm like, yeah, it would if we didn't have $20 million in cap space right now. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we didn't have just nothing but cap space. But, yeah, I think um, I'll go ahead and just steal O'Nyquist's take on this one. I was watching his video earlier. The Kings make the most sense. And we're not in the division anymore, so honestly, who cares? If I can get uh, one of their top couple prospects, was it Brant Clark or Turcotte, one of them two? I could see Turcotte because of the concussion problems. They're not trading Brant Clark. I want Brant Clark, but they're not <laughs> trading Brant Clark. Uh, it's not happening. I, 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 If we do, I will tap dance if that's the case. <laughs> I do believe Turcotte, if there is a deal with L.A., Turcotte would be the piece to go. 
Uh, L.A. fans liked him. He's a good player, but once again, concussion problems, right? That's a big risk for them. So giving up on a player with concussion problems, that's a worthy trade-off. He could be Christopher Colanos, or he could be Sidney Crosby. I'm not saying as good as that, but I'm just saying in the terms... I'm just saying in the term of concussions, right? Kalanos, good player, never realized it because of concussions. Sidney Crosby, amazing player, had concussions, came back from them, no longer a problem, right? So concussions aren't end-all, be-all for a career, but at the same time, they are significant and they are worrisome. So all I know is that, essentially to conclude, because I do want to talk about another topic and I don't have... Yeah, the fucking notes me anymore. I, I apologize. Yeah. I threw them in the in the hall closet, but um, in the ceiling, Are they in the walls, they're <laughs> in, the, in walls? the walls somewhere. But uh, <laughs> okay, Jacob, you're never gonna watch this, but I I, I liked watching you here. I know I I was one yeah. of the more uh, jerky critics, but at the same time, that's my personality. If, if I see a, a good player, I want great out of them. I, I want you want you want to see everything improve and keep going up. But good player should have been the captain. Sucks it didn't work out. Now go mm-hmm. out there. All right, make sure your your knees are all good. Go out there and uh, get us some extra value for you. Please yep. and thank you. And you can win a Stanley Cup. You can go to Florida, win a Stanley Cup. You can go to anywhere, win a Stanley Cup. I don't care. Get me an extra first, and, and we're, we're all on good terms and, here. It's all and remember, remember, players love to live here. It's all about the optics of how it looks. You know, Chick has, what, three years left? If two years' time, all of a sudden, we've got Connor Bedard, Logan Cooley, maybe Austin Matthews going for a run, in three years' time, if he becomes a free agent, there's nothing saying that he doesn't come back. He doesn't go, you know what? I still got my house in Paradise Valley. They're going for a win. They're going to be going into a new building potentially around that time, maybe a little bit just outside of it. He'd probably play one year in the, the Mullet Arena again. There's not there there is a way forward there where he could end up back on the Coyotes. Not saying that it's likely. I'm not saying that one bit. Not one bit. Let's but say five percent. There's a five yeah. percent chance, and I'm, that's the most. I'm saying, fans, do not burn your bridge with this guy. All right, let him go, let him get what he wants, and if he wins the cup, there's nothing saying the Coyotes can't look back on the in the future when he's a UFA, and resign him. And also, there's nothing saying that, unfortunately, like Richie was talking this a couple of years ago, this is way before the podcast, kind of when me and him were first becoming friends, uh, there's also nothing saying that the, the multiple knee surgeries won't catch up and he won't be nowhere near the same player he is right now. So it might look back as, wow, there was two more elite years of Jacob Tricker, but they still got phenomenal value because it fell off a cliff after that. So it's sure. like, it's also one of those things where, again, at, based on our my conversation with Richie, that's why my biggest thing was when this contract's up, I don't know if I would extend him regardless. Yeah. And that was just it's, how it was. It in was my a, mind at the very least. I've had that concern for years. I remember uh, I'm going to I'm going to date myself here back when Craig Morgan had uh the Natty Hattie podcast on uh uh 987 FM Arizona Oh my goodness. Arizona Sports 987 uh his podcast with him Luke Lipinski and Jamie Eisner. Uh, I remember I went to, this was before the pandemic, I went to a Stanley Cup final, and it was just a few of us there watching the uh, the Stanley Cup final together. And I asked Craig, I was like, 
doesn't uh, Chikrin's double knee surgery, like, worry you at all? Like, I'm just saying, if he's at max value right now, and this was before he had his breakout season, like, wouldn't you kind of be interested at, like, moving a guy like this? And I remember they kind of recoiled at the question. They were like, eh, I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, it's just like, just a thought. You know, that, that worries me. Double knee surgery, that's not a... That's not an insignificant thing, you know. It is It is a worrisome topic, for sure. And unfortunately, the rest of the NHL is also looking at it like he gets hurt a lot, too. So, basically, yes. pretty much, if Chikrin gets moved at least a year ago, we're probably looking at a stupid haul. Now it's going to be just a good value. And it's kind of like, just brace yourself for that. It's it's going to suck. The, the, the trade value has gone down, unfortunately. But it was a good run, thinking you were getting... Uh, Brant Clark, first. Alex Turcotte, and thirteen first, wasn't it? It was it was a phenomenal time in Arizona. Oh, uh, it was it was a it was a great <laughs> it was a great thought, but that did not happen. Anywho. Although, I, although I will say, he does have the option to increase his value. Go out there and play your best, Chicken, please and thank you. Just saying, I already I already got no no harsh feelings on you. I thought the Coyotes should have traded you because of injuries and your value was high. That was it. It was business. It was just it was just business. Anyway, moving on. So I think it was two days after we recorded our last pod. It wasn't very long after. Barrett Hayton gets signed. Barrett Hayton up. has a and it was I, I think the day after you showed up on my live stream. I was live streaming the uh, rookie game. I yeah, said two years Tuesday or something like that. Tuesday yep, or Wednesday. Two years, one point two five. I said you said yep. three years at two and a half. Was I think it? so. It was like two and a half or two point two five, somewhere in there. It was over two though. Two years, one point seven seven five million. The first year is sub two million. The second year is is above two million. Uh, I I don't know how we got less money and less years. And Philip, I will fill your your nets with pucks, Zadina. Considering the fact, that I think Hayton is probably overall a better player, even though offensively the the exact same stats. Just Barrett Hayton did it in like twelve less games. Yep. But I, I think regardless, this can be a huge value contract because I got it done like right as camp's opening. It, it didn't yep. be. It wasn't. This, I don't know what it is with GMBA and loving to wait to the last second. He did it with with the the Lawson Krause signing. He's doing it with the Barrett Hayden signing, and that was just after we were like, oh, he's got to be asking for for at least three mil. And honestly, considering he got you know second year is a little over two. I think it's like two point three or something. I think yep. he might have been asking for that. I, I think that just kind of shows he might have been asking for that. I just settled for a two-year bridge, and that's why it's as low as it is. But I, I'm happy because that, that should be a bargain. If he keeps improving steadily like he has been, uh, he stays in the NHL the entire season, we don't see any injuries, this is going to look like a bargain of a bridge deal, and then he's going to set himself up for a good contract. So I'm hoping yep. now we have everyone signed, all the young centers, and we're going to have a good camp of, of McBain, Smith, and Hayton all battling for – you know, second and third center spot. I, I think yep. this is going to be really exciting. I, I, I'm looking forward to this right now. Yeah, and there's a lot of veterans on this team. You know, trying to prove something. Like, don't sleep on that. There's you've you've got Bugstad, you've got Cassian. If you want to toss Richie into that corner, you can. Um, there's also the PTO Chase on right. Chase on's around. Like this team, I'm telling you, I I I wasn't on the bandwagon with you i'm not gonna say they're even remotely close to sniffing for the playoffs but i could see them being hard to play against 
I could see a lot of two one one two hockey, where it's just like that in in terms of goals, not the strategy, <laughs> but uh, like in terms of goals, like it's going to be very stingy hockey. And unfortunately, fortunately for us, you know, we might win a few extra games because of that stingy hockey. Hey, that is fortunate because I'm going to say it right here. I've said it before. I'm going to keep doubling down. We're not getting Bedard. I would love it if we did. Yep. I'm not going to complain if we do, but we're not. I'm not going to sit here and play the game like we do every year where our heart is set on the number one prospect and we don't get it. I want two to five, or yeah, two to five, three to five more wins than last year. I want around 30 wins. I want improvement. I want Kells to get 30. I want McBain and Smith to hit around 15, 20 goals. I want Hayton to take a step forward. I want Soderstrom to steal a spot in the top four and stay on the NHL roster. He's probably yep. going to be in the AHL all season, but that's what I'm looking for. And I want a top five to seven prospect that we continue to add to this already getting to be stacked prospect pool. That is what I want because if you have more assets to work with, yes, Connor Bedard immediately makes that prospect pool at least top five to ten in the league. Somewhere in there, if you add a borderline, like he could be a generational talent, could just be a franchise player, but he's looking really gosh darn good. But yep. I, I just want the quality, continue to build the momentum, and if we see... Two to three less wins, I'm not going to complain. But if it's like five, ten less wins, what's like that? That's a snag in the rebuild. What's going on? Is there something major? Like, I don't want things moving backwards. I want progress. I don't need number one overall. I want good hockey progressing throughout the next three to five years to get us in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I remember uh, when the draft was starting to approach. You know, I was talking about not the draft, but the lottery. I was talking about. You know, hey, if we don't win first overall, I'll still be happy if we are able to secure Logan Cooley, right? Uh, and we secured him. I was super happy at third overall to get value like that. Uh, there's another guy at third overall, at least projection so far, which is uh, uh, Adam Fantilli. And, you know, he's looking real bright as well. At 6'6", he's a power forward, natural big body, uh, also center as well. Uh, that is maybe... Maybe he's smaller. I thought he was 6'6". Six, six. I don't remember. But Fantilli's looking good. Obviously, if maybe the double center go Bedard, Fantilli, there's Matt Mitchkoff, who, uh, you know, a little worry, worrying him being Russian about, you know, him being able to play. But unreal, looking like the next Ovechkin. Like, seriously, that's what people are comparing him to. So there's there's a lot of high-end talent in this draft at the top. And uh, no matter where we land, even if it's top five, I, uh, I'm i super happy with the value we're going to get. So that's why I look at it like I, we, we can't just say we want the hockey to be worse so we can have a chance at number one because we need Bedard because we said the same thing about Shane Wright. And even up until the stuff that I heard about it, I'm still like Shane Wright is still a damn good player that any, any franchise would be happy to have yeah. in the prospect pool. Like, regardless I, of the fact he didn't want to be here, that's still a player that you're like, well, okay, we'll trade him in two years. He's going to show improvement, show development. He's still an elite-level talent. Okay, now we're going to flip it for a couple extra assets. Maybe we can get, if we have a, a five-overall pick, we can get up to, to top three, top two, whatever, if we involve him in a trade. Like, regardless, no one is complaining about getting getting a Shane Wright in their prospect pool. Yeah, I think he's going to look good uh, for Seattle. I think they, they need that that center depth and I think uh he's gonna look good there I 
you know, we have our political reasons of why we don't like him on this podcast. But uh, that's not to say that he's not a good player. It's the same with Wheeler, right? Well, now Wheeler's not a good player. He's looking real, real messy. But when Wheeler was in his prime, right, as much as we hate that he didn't attend the camps, he's still a good player. Actually, I'm I'm actually on Wheeler's side uh, because Gretzky was a terrible coach. This team, look, he borderline single-handedly ruined Peter Mueller. I remember watching that development, and I'm like, you're trying to turn Mueller into another version of you. And first and foremost, Gretzky's version of hockey doesn't translate anymore. You don't have, like, not his level of skill. That would be stupid to say. But, like, his style of not really being physical, having a, a, an enforcer on your wing to always protect you, like, that doesn't work anymore. Goalies aren't letting in six goals a night. Like, it just, you're well, not Gretzky's, going to get another Gretz. Gretzky's office isn't nearly as effective as it used to be, right? There's a reason they called it Gretzky's office, which is behind the goalie. Mm-hmm. It's not played very often anymore, and there's a reason for it. Goalies are too big. They're too fast. You're not going to be as efficient behind the net anymore. Straight up. It's just you're not going to get another Gretz. Mueller was never going to be another Gretzky. So I look at it, I'm like, Mueller still should have been a damn good first-line center. He should have been minimum top six forward. And yes, I know you had that whole, the main reason why I hate Gitzlab, the little scrum at center ice where he smacked him in the back of the head. And I can never seem to find footage of that anymore. But he also, like, he's looking over at the bench. And I remember that. Like, he's looking over at the bench, like, oh, when are you guys going to stick up for me? And it's like, dude, that that's not going, same thing with Martin Hansel and his, and his back. Like, looking at someone yeah. else to protect you is not going to go very far. And Hansel, he did start sticking up for himself, but there was too much damage done to his back by the time it started happening, unfortunately. Yep. But it's just, I saw him ruin a guy like Mueller. I saw him completely uh, misuse Kyle Turris because we have a history of having terrible coaches and then we have to blame the prospects. Look at Kyle Turris, look at Dylan Strome. For some reason, we blame the prospects on terrible coaching and terrible development. But no, Max like, Domi, I, I could go down that list. <laughs> Anthony Duclair, like I... We got plenty of prospects. Brandon Pierolini, although Brandon Pierolini, it sounded more like mental um, mm-hmm. from what I've heard from certain people. But, yeah, there's tons of prospects that we can we can go down that list and go, was it the prospect or was it the development? When it when you're consistently missing, it's, every even the best GMs like Don Maloney are going to miss on trades. Even the best coaches are, are going to coach bad games. Even the best players are going to have off years, all right? But if you're missing three, five consecutive first-round picks, they're failing to develop or they go somewhere else and do better, Anthony DeClaire going to Florida and being pretty much everything he should have been here, Domi and DeClaire should have never been split up in the first place. But this stupid mindset of, oh, well, if we split them up, then the scoring will keep going. But no, the scoring didn't split. You just took your one productive line and threw it in the trash can. Yep. I'm not. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But no, I. I don't blame Wheeler for looking at the situation the Coyotes were in and saying, "I'm not playing for you," because he was drafted. He was the pick right before Mules, wasn't he? The the, the year before Mules, or was it the year before Turris? He was right around them. Like that. that I. Was I don't remember. Yeah, something so like that. I don't that. blame him whatsoever. And then he got booed, and it was kind of funny. But yeah, no, this. Well, <laughs> I, I don't blame him. The ultimate karma was that he went to Boston and ended up on Atlanta, which Atlanta was like even worse off than the Coyotes. So it was it was karma. Went to the fake Jets, so it, it yeah. makes it even funnier. But no, so I, I I'm on his side for not wanting to join the the crapshoot of an organization. But at the same time, it can also equally make the argument: 
well, if they're trying to improve, wouldn't you want to be part of that? And I'm like, sure. But they weren't going to until they got rid of guys like Gretz and, and, and terrible head coach anyway. But that's a whole lot of uh, – I, I have a lot of beef against Gretzky in general. But that's that's a story for hopefully not on this podcast. Uh, yep. So a- a- anyway, anyway, let's move on. Barrett Hayton, good. Uh, we, we have some, some very good uh, players coming in. I think the team – I want them to improve. I want – around 30 wins. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to hold my breath or cheer for the losses. I want just improvement, not playoffs. Well, I, I like playoffs, but it's not going to happen. It'd be funny, but it's not going to happen, but I just want improvement. I want steps in the right direction. I want this team to the, the foundation they're trying to build to start to show a little more each year. I want Tucson to make the playoffs this year. I want stuff like that. That is what I'm yeah. looking for. And, uh, anything you want to talk about with camp, any other miscellaneous, or do you want to just, uh, um, so we did have some, um, injuries to report out of camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a day-to-day tweak of, uh, Shane Goss' spare. And then, um, uh, Andrew Ladd failed his physical as well. So he will be going to LTIR. Uh, Just regular conf- IR. It would have put us below the salary er- cap floor. That was, this just got a typo for, for Craig Morgan on that one. Yeah, and then uh, that means that we will be getting that third overall pick because of it. So, or sorry, not third overall, third round pick. Um, so yeah, uh, just some news there. Just to clear up, uh, so Craig Morgan, thankfully, I, we that's our main source here. We don't even know the guy. Well, I think Richie might know him better than I do, but uh, Craig was tweeting that it was mis you know reported. Whenever it was like, oh, he has to play at least three games, which I thought was kind of weird at the time. Like, okay, cool, he plays three games, why not? But no, it's if he doesn't play NHL games, doesn't play professional games, we get that third round pick. And you had some salty Islanders fans that are, are, are still recovering from the John Tavares thing out there, like, oh, that sounds sus or whatever. And it's like, dude, apparently he was playing through an injury last year, and he kind of like Shea Weber in his last playoff run, like, kind of knew it was his last year. And it's like, I just want to battle through it. Uh, thankfully, not for the injury, because I, I, I'm not that much of a heartless a-hole, but thankfully I no longer have to cheer for Andrew Ladd because I don't want any 2010 Blackhawks on my team, regardless of the context. I, I just, I don't want it. So at the very least, I don't have to cheer for him this year. And then his yeah. contract's done. Yeah, that was kind of all the news out of camp. Obviously, the game started today. Um, Schmaltes were in the A. Yeah. So that's kind of all all there. I mean, it's not really super duper important. Like, it's just preseason games. Today's um, the one in Tucson, right? I never wanted yeah. to go to that one. I just it just never it just never happened. It's also like a three hour drive. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, that's all of camp. like I mean, aside from like they're just gonna keep playing and cutting people down, but th- we don't really know anything until next week. Like it, it's just that's the way it is. Like this is the beginning of camp. Um, all the guys are there, and we'll start to see cuts, and then we'll start to discuss all the cuts that happen. Uh, I know for ASU news, what is it on the thirtieth? The women's hockey, their first games at Oceanside. I know the Mullet Arena is not supposed to open until I think the 14th. That's the first game for the men's Sun Devils. And um, 
Yeah. We got a couple Sun Devils that are in active uh, camps. We got Colin Thyssen, of course. I thought it was Thyssen, but uh, if, if the great Bob Heehouse says Thyssen, I'm going to say Thyssen. So Colin Thyssen's on our roster. I think Johnny Walker, he's right now with the Utah Grizzlies. I don't know who their NHL affiliate is. There's another player. And then, of course, you have Joey Decord, who's in the Seattle system. And uh, Brinson Pashisnuk, I... Apparently, he's not with San Jose anymore. Apparently, he's just an unrestricted free agent. So, all I'm saying is, if we need pack filler, if we just need extra bodies, why not call uh, Brinson over to Tucson and have just an extra extra skater down there? Uh, just saying, get a couple more Sun Devils down there to really help annoy the U of A crowd. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, what else do we got for news here? Off the list. Uh, honestly, it's it's just Twitter drama at this point. It's just yeah. that's about it. And honestly, the only thing I could say is you look stupid. So I mean, that's not even really topic worthy. So I think for once we actually have a shorter episode, unless you have something to to pull out of your noose over here. Um, not really. I think I think that was kind of it. Just uh, kind of a shorter Captain, episode. We could talk about that for a couple minutes. Okay, yeah, we can definitely talk about that. So there's not going to be uh, confirmed a no captain this this season. So another year without uh, a captain discussed. Probably Wouldn't going that be to be the wait. first time in franchise history we have no captain for two years in a row. Because I know normally we fill it pretty quickly. Like it went from from Walt to to Teppo, then Teppo to Donor. Donor they gave us what was it one year before OEL got named, and then now it's I think so because. Because I'm trying to remember, Shane left, and then I think that was the same year that Tockett went in as coach, and Tockett said, I'm not naming anybody as coach until after my first year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when they gave it to O and gave him the big contract. So I think that's about right. So, yeah, two two consecutive years. I mean, it makes sense of not putting a a C on anybody yet until you, you know who's, like, become a leader in that locker room. Are you are you surprised at all? Because I know you were pretty big on Krauser. I know we both yeah. like Kells and wouldn't have been surprised if Kells was named. Do you think that officially means Kells won't be captain? Isn't captain material in the context of like they just don't see him as wearing the C? Do you, I know he's wearing the A this year, but do you think so, that, that could mean anything? So personally, I think that the captain should be somebody who can verbalize a leader, right? There's like the difference between verbally being a leader and then on ice production being a leader. And I think it's really important to give that captaincy to somebody who's a verbal leader. I just don't know how much Keller talks verbally, right? Like I, I do like Keller, but he seems like more of a kind of a soft spoken guy. Krauss is a little soft spoken, but when he's playing, like you can tell he is like loud. He's talkative. He's like jabbing off the teams. I remember there was the, uh, the um, Columbus game at the beginning of the season prior where they were getting blown out like 7-2 or whatever, and Kraus beats the crap out of one of their players, and as he's skating off towards the uh, either the penalty box or off the ice uh, to the locker room, he's just, like, giving it to the, uh, the Columbus bench. Like, he's just yelling at him and, like, come on, come on. Like, you know, that's the type of player that you want as your captain. That's a guy like... I'll, I'll defend myself. I'll defend my teammates. I don't give a crap. I'll beat the crap out of you. Um, 
You know, that that seems like leadership material to me. I think that I guess to focus on Keller, because again, just publicly, just the times that I've met him, he seems really quiet. I don't know. Usually, there's there's a difference when when you're with the boys in the locker room because some guys are just like that, the more comfortable there. Maybe because we're going into year two without a captain, and my running theory was I, I don't think the current captain is on the roster. And I know I keep pointing to Josh Doan, but it also could be Cooley. They could be looking at Lamaru again. They 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 see something in that kid that yeah. obviously none of us saw, like to whatever degree. So I'm like, that's why my gut was like the the current captain probably isn't on the roster yet. And also Chickren probably should be captain. So it would also make sense to not name a captain until Chick's out of the locker room because, well, let's be honest here. We've all been referring to him as the captain for a couple of years for a reason. He should have been the the pick. Like In my opinion, if we can go back and mulligan, he probably should have been the C instead of O. And then you have O get traded to the offseason before a captain is named. And that's just how I see it with the benefit of hindsight and trying to do a mulligan here. But that probably means, at least in my eyes, Kells might not be seen within the the room. I think it's the, the guys vote on it, but I think the coach like says, okay, do the vote. But I think that might mean the guys just don't see him as being the C. Being an alternate or associate, whatever it is, having the A, 100%. Leader on the ice, you know, how he plays, probably, again, has a relationship with all the, all the boys in the locker room. I, I think... That's what that probably means. So I'm just going to say the C was made for a donor. And, uh, well, technically speaking, if Joshua decides after two years of college he wants to go pro, wouldn't be surprised if he want, if he just packs up his locker and just walks out to the annex and puts his, yep. puts his bag down there. Yeah, yeah, he definitely could. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. You know, I mean, it makes sense, right? When you are raised around like a, a high skill for or high skill player for the NHL, like if your father was somebody like that, like it makes sense that your children will kind of impression that and push it out into the NHL as well. Brady is younger than Matthew, and he's the captain of the Senators. Yep. Walt breeds captain. <laughs> Yep. So I, I just no that that that's where my my mind is going. I'll call it. I'm gonna go ahead and call my shot right now. It's between Donor and Lambro. Those are are the two guys that I think are going to be in line for the next captain. Watch this age terribly. Watch this just age poorly. And, and uh, eight months later, you're coming back saying, "Nah, Nick Schmaltz got the C. <laughs> it's it's Yanis uh, Moser. They gave him the C or something." Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit of Jersey uh, speculation. I, I know you've probably seen these. You texted me all excited that allegedly the reverse retro, uh, I think the RR will be black and the alternate will be orange, and I thought there's no way an orange jersey could look good. But again, these are just fan mock-ups of what it should look like. This is not the actual jersey, but I, I showed it on my video, and I, we were talking about it too. Yeah. It's the peyote, the, the green but it, they changed the, the desert to like more of a sandy color, and then it's orange for the rest of the jersey with the crescent moon for the sea. Yep. And I'm like, that is probably one of the sexiest jerseys I've ever seen in my life. And then the black, if they do, if that is the R&R, it's like a night sky for the valley, and it also looks like... I, I don't know how you take that green jersey and make it even better, but they did it with the, with the purple reverse retros. And for some reason, they are, again, allegedly, if this is accurate, 
doing it again with, with the current alternate and reverse retro. And I'm sad that the green jersey is never going to come back as the green jersey, but I have mine over there. I'm fine. What are your thoughts on, on these two concepts now that we've seen them before they're officially unveiled? I think they should all be unveiled October 20th or something. It's in the middle of October when they're all, all the reverse retros are supposed to be revealed. So what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think they look good. I was surprised that they were going to go with an alternate jersey. Um, so if that is true, um, I like the alternate better than the reverse. So I'll be real with you. I don't really care for another black jersey. We already have one. Um, we don't need another. I really, I don't know. It's just I'm indifferent to the black jersey. But the orange one looks really good. And I definitely will be picking that orange one up. Excuse me, for certain. I'll have to buy a couple. I'll have to try to snag an Adidas this time, but I'll get a couple Fanatics so I can have one that I'll wear and not feel bad if it gets damaged, and the other one will be a backup whenever the first one inevitably gets damaged because if it's just going to be a couple-year thing or whatever. I am a little disappointed, however. Not because I actually thought the Flying Fox was coming back. It would have been cool. I'm disappointed we didn't do, especially going back to the East Valley, we didn't do any sort of Roadrunners tie-in. Yeah. I I don't know if you can. well, like, who really owns the the branding? At this point, it's an ECHL team, an IHL team, and a were they WHA? I think there was a WHA version. Yeah. Uh, at, at some point, the brand really can't be that expensive because no one's manufacturing it. It hasn't been licensed out in forever. Like, it realistically cannot be that expensive for whomever currently holds the rights for the Coyotes to just be like. Here's X amount of million dollars, because I, I couldn't imagine it being more than, like, 25, and I feel like that's even inflated. Here's 25 million, uh, the Phoenix Roadrunners stuff belongs to us now. Even yeah. just the ECHL, because that should be the cheapest of any of the brands to, to do with, and, and that, that sky blue one, I think, is a phenomenal jersey. I wouldn't mind just the sky blue with the, the Roadrunner stuff up here, but then, like, the Kachina. Or you redo that Roadrunner in a Kachina style. Not the ugly Tucson Kachina that looks like it's a dead bird that really... Or it's been hit by by a car and it wants someone to come put it out of its misery. Like yeah. an actual like proper <laughs> proper style uh, with that. I think it could be a cool mashup. Or just bring that powder blue back for eight games. Like, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll say it right now. If they make that as a jersey, even if it's just for one year... I will pay the full Adidas price with an ad on it just to get that jersey in an Adidas. I will suck it up and go against my word of not paying full price for any jersey with an ad on it because I love that jersey design so much. So just take my money, talk to whomever holds the rights, and say, hey, this is ours now. You're not making any money off it. You're not contracting out with it. This is ours now. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I, uh... I don't know how you'd make it look really pretty. I'll be real with you. Um, like, Kachinaizing it, it just... I feel like it only looks like a ma- like a monster kind of looking thing when you do that. But, uh, yeah. Just use a regular Kachina. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> just use the regular Kachina with, like, Pro- the, the R with the wing on, on the shoulder patches. Probably a, be- a safer pick. <laughs> All right, well, but no, I, I I can't believe that we're actually like allegedly again. I'm, I want to just one more time reiterate allegedly getting some damn beautiful like jerseys coming in. Like I 
I know the white Kachina, I, I originally was just lukewarm on it, then I saw it in Adidas and fell in love, and it made me actually appreciate some of the white jerseys, like the, my favorite was the Phoenix one with the red up here, when I was, you know, around 2008 when I was growing up, but yeah. like, just these concepts have made me, like, excited for a Coyotes jersey in a way that I haven't felt since the white Kachina, and that I wasn't expecting to feel hyped for, like, whatsoever. I was like, oh, it's just a white Kachina because I didn't want my precious Howling Coyote logo to go away. And to all the jerkwads that were like, oh, it's coming back for eight more games. Ha, 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 why are you complaining? It's dead now. They took it out back, they grabbed the 12-gauge, and they put something in its head. It is oh. dead. It's gone. I have to wait another decade before there's enough nostalgia for it for them to bring it back as a alternate and then rebrand back to the Howling, wait another 10, 15 years, bring the Kachina back as an alternate, rebrand to that, and it's going to be a never-ending cycle of 15 to 20 years of Howling versus Kachina. I'll let you in a secret. Nobody's going to rebrand back to the Howling. Should have stayed the Kachina since the start. The Howling is so much better. I'll, I'll stand by that take. You can nope. flame me in the comments. Nope. I'll stand by that till corporate, I die. <laughs> corporate garbage. I like uniqueness. Corporate garbage? Come on. Corporate, it's, a howl, it's a howling Corporate coyote. garbage. <laughs> made for corporatizing the coyotes to look like the Red Wings. That's my hot take. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Stay unique. You know, Stay with you the know the, the Reebok without these stripes down here, that one looks really nice. Not this one with the weird, like, black, red, white, like, no, like, the, the, the first Reebok. Yeah, the original that looks like Detroit. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a deeper red than Detroit. Mm-hmm. Do you want, do you want, you know what, me, you know, I challenge you at dawn, a shirtless slap fight in the mud. <laughs> Let's go find a mud pit and just have a slap fight. Whoever wins, wins. Well, I'll, I'll be, uh... We can have a, a jersey slap fight, and I'll have the old jersey, so it'll be nice and heavy like they used to be. I can actually wallop you with that. Dude, I think that might knock me out. With how, <laughs> how thin the jerseys are now in comparison to what they used to be, that might knock me out. Yeah, those things were like actual sweaters. <laughs> there's a reason why they call it... Well, I know there's an even bigger reason, like back like in the 20s or whatever, they actually just wore sweaters. Like, yeah. Like wool, like... You're probably losing 10 pounds of sweat. That's also a stolen line from the hockey guy of YouTube. Uh, but it's that's why they call them sweaters. They were thick boys that could keep you cool or nice and warm in the winter. And yep. uh, this thing just keeps me hot in the summer. Yep. Very true. <laughs> anyway, right. that I've... is all I got. I'm going to tell Richie to get the F out of here unless he's got any final comments. So final comments, Richie. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. We made it. All right. Pretty clo- just close enough to uh, an hour, but uh, I just want to reconfirm to all of you folks that uh, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, you made it this far, you might as well give us a like, a follow, a subscription on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and uh, thank you for the support. Seriously. I don't know why you do it. I, I feel like we're a bunch of weirdos, but uh, you keep continuously supporting us, so I appreciate it. They're all here for me and my ridiculous good looks now that I got the, the Ezio scar on, on my lip and, of course, the trading cards. People love Tr- the trading cards. Of course. That makes the most sense. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we appreciate you for sticking around for whatever reason. The The numbers have been great because y'all beautiful bastards for... They, you guys fall asleep with us on. That's why the, the numbers are, are so high. But uh, thank you so True. much. Now go away. 
buy a few more of these jerseys because they're not corporate. And uh, talk to you next week.